0: I know these years have weighed me down I know these years have put us strain on us You're listening to The Barracks Podcast
1: by Kirsten Ajo and Amanda Keene And I've
0: learned through these storms that pass me by
1: Strength comes in the night your strength comes in the night The views, comments, statements, and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the official position of the Salvation Army. Wow, look at this. okay, first of all, everybody, teaser this is <laughs> not a teaser. I don't know what it I don't <laughs> know what that even need. I want to set the stage. Amanda mm-hmm. and I decided to have this conversation at 7 a.m. It's now 720. <laughs> and then <laughs> this is not my prime time, people. We, we not, it's not mine either, but schedules. We we both get on the video call and I realize we're matching. We both have <laughs> dark plaid shirts.
0: <laughs> Which is really funny because I basically never wear plaid. This is not a normal experience.
1: I'm taking a selfie of myself for the
0: photos. <laughs> okay, well, I might as well just take a picture. I'm gonna take a
1: screenshot. Um, so like, everybody kept asking me like, Kirsten, are you sad? Are you okay? Because of my Facebook profile photo. No, <laughs> yeah. But, and I was talking to Major Mindy and I was like Major Mindy. I just felt like I looked good in that photo. <laughs> uh, right. I knew it's, you weren't sad. <laughs> it's like so funny. To me <laughs> I'm just like I look good. <laughs> 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 oh my! This God. is the picture I'm picking because I think I look nice in it. Not nice. <laughs> good. I look good. good. Not look nice. Good. Not nice. The word to good from nice. Um, Wow. Because I don't think I look nice. Okay. Like somebody doesn't want to hang out with me after looking at that photo. <laughs> I do.
0: Wow. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> well, that is also true. Two things can be true at the same time. You're eating cinnamon rolls? What the just heck? one? Um I want a cinnamon roll. I got a Costco card. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how many people listening actually eat breakfast? Let's take a poll right now. Please raise your hand if you eat breakfast.
1: I can't see them. Please. <laughs> just kidding. Send me okay. a selfie of yourself raising your hand that you eat breakfast. Yes, are you're, you're in the same group with me, and use hashtag the barracks podcast yeah with an x
0: there you go we just brought that back um i'm just kidding without an x we never had we never did that we're doing it now
1: season three hashtags with an x
0: (laughs) hashtag breakfast vote i do eat breakfast
1: breakfast with an x also (laughs) everything now has an x just put it in there somewhere Oh my goodness. It's probably at the at the k, where the k would go, you just put an x there. Pre- breakfast. Yeah. Or just put B R E A X T. Breakfast.
0: <laughs> okay. I feel like we need to pivot the conversation or it's going to keep
1: going down a weird uh weird wonderful funny. a weird wonderful yeah, the rabbit hole, like Alice in Wonderland. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So today, oh, maybe it's Bunny Trail. <laughs> it is. It's Bunny Trail. It's not Bunny Hole. That sounds rabbit funny. hole, Bunny Trail. Bunny trail. <laughs> it's not a Bunny Hole. <laughs>
0: <I> mean, that's <laughs> what happens when we record this early in the morning. Um. Okay. Getting our x together with an x we are going to talk your face we're going to talk about drum
1: roll please zane insert drum roll insert drum roll okay but zane i want it to be your i want you to be the drummer in the drum roll
0: (laughs) so record yourself (laughs) please playing the drummer i'll i'll pay you a little extra
1: <laughs> One dollar. <laughs> Worth it. Fits. Actually, just send me an invoice. Send me an in- Zane, send me an invoice. <laughs> Poor Catherine. Zane. Actually, Catherine,
0: send me an invoice. Yes, that is probably the better option. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine,
1: Catherine always invoices everybody. Okay, wait, moving on. Quickly. <laughs> quickly shit. Quickly pivot.
0: Pivoting. <laughs> okay, so we today are talking about um <laughs> what?
1: I don't know. I'm it's early in the morning. Everything's funny <laughs> right now.
0: There are some people who are very, very much morning people, and seven a.m. is like it is not early. Well, the thing is, is it's not so much about. I mean, I'm typically awake between six and six thirty. That's not the problem. The problem is actually formulating sentences and <laughs> having coherent thinking. That's that that's
1: is more so. And the that's problem. why we keep trying to pivot because Amanda actually wrote herself a script for this morning. And if we could just get on the script, then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Me writing a script or an outline is not
1: for yourself. Shocker. For yourself.
0: <laughs> okay. So when we came together to figure out um what our episodes would look like in this season three, uh we both wanted um an episode to talk about a program. And I feel weird when you call it a
1: project.
0: A project, yes. A project that we've each been working on: um, Kiri at the Crack Center in Green Bay, and myself at Accor in Gary, Maryville. And so, really, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. So, first thing, we'll describe our projects. What are these projects? You want to start?
1: Oh, I thought you were gonna go through the whole itinerary that way people can know like which part they want to skip ahead to i'm just kidding (laughs) you're not skipping ahead every moment you're hanging on our every word i know it don't do that because that will every single word breakfast (laughs) (laughs) okay describe our projects yeah and you you're offering that i can go first yes But I could also be like,
0: you want to pass it back to
1: me? I'll pass that back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah, I got to go find a tissue. Oh, okay. (laughs) Excuse me, everybody. Excuse me, listeners. Pardon me. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: the project that I've been working on is something called The Feast, and I I feel like I might have brought this up in a previous episode um, or alluded to changes that I made in programming at my core. This would have been a long time ago, I feel like. But it's called The Feast, and it is basically Tuesday night church. My core does not really have a traditional Sunday morning service. On Sundays, we do, well, on the first and third Sunday of the month, we do church out on the streets. So Tuesday night is, for all intents and purposes, the Sunday morning, I guess, Um, but it looks quite different. So... (laughs) My congregation, for the most part, if we're looking at just like church in the traditional sense or church as we know it, I guess, in the Salvation Army, is made up of pretty much all children. So Tuesday nights at the feast, we come in, we share a meal together, we discuss some topic or theme of the night. Um, we answer four questions that kind of get us thinking about what we're about to listen to and participate in that night. Um, So let's say that the theme for the night is the body of Christ and understanding what that is. We would have four discussion questions about that um, during dinner and just kind of catching up with one another. The dinners that we make, um, we try to make as healthy as possible, and it's homemade. So um, after dinner, we go into a time of, could be worship through song. We might sing a song. Um, We might read a poem. We might watch something that pertains to the topic, Um, we'll then read scripture, we pray with one another, and then we do a very quick interactive, well, I want to say very quick, an interactive devotion based on what the theme is. So the body of Christ, we would do a devotion based off that, and then be led into a hands-on STEAM activity. So science, technology, engineering, arts, math. We would do some type of activity that drove home the theme. So the theme is popping up all throughout the night over and over again in different ways. So for the body of Christ, I have planned actually for the next, or in the next three weeks, I believe, to build, start building robots so yeah, every every child will go home with a robot. Um, what,
1: what will the robot accomplish for them at their home? Um, a lot of fun. And is this like the, the toilet, toilet cleaning robot? You seen those? The toilet cleaning robot?
0: Oh nope, but I need one of those. Where can I find one? I will Google on it.
1: Instagram ads.
0: <laughs> <On>
1: Instagram,
0: <laughs> you're on Instagram too much, man. Um, so. Yes. So they would build robots and we would kind of draw the lesson to a close and have some free time in the gym or play some board games or really whatever they want to do. Um, That's, that's our church. That is church. It's very non-traditional. And I really love it because I think, Jesus is really excited about having a congregation full of young people.
1: Well, he did say, let the little children come unto me and don't hinder them. I I am not hindering them. Is that your theme? I mean, is that your so you focus first? I'm so sorry. It's 7.30 now and I'm like being silly. This is, this is me one time. Okay, here's a tangent. Another word for bunny trail. (laughs) Like I was in this meeting and it was with all the other croc leader team is like, you know, the top members of the team
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and we're talking about the future of the croc and it was a several hour long meeting and I just kept cracking jokes. Somebody's talking about their goal for the future and I was making fun of it. (laughs) because I could and then I just kept like being like oh I'm sorry like oh I need to stop talking now like oh man but I just like couldn't I couldn't I couldn't stop laughing and cracking jokes and just like sitting over there like "Mm -hmm." (laughs)
0: wow
1: some days are like that some days
0: are like that if you're you yes nobody
1: else ever has that feeling where you're just like this is fun and you're like just making jokes and everybody's mad but you can't stop
0: I'm sure other people are I am not but we are very different Amanda
1: Amanda, <laughs> Amanda how, how do you never like you just never want to cut loose and be silly
0: for hours oh, yeah, sure just not when people are trying to be serious during <laughs> business meetings <laughs> oh, well that's not true I guess I've had those moments like, but bringing us back.
1: Yeah, bringing so us back. question
0: was, was that the, the verse or the theme or whatever? It is not. That was, yeah, um, that was a joke. That was me trying to make a joke. Okay, well, I'm going to take that joke and turn it serious and tell you that it is based off of <laughs> Psalm 34, 8, which is taste and see that the Lord is good.
1: Ooh. Oh, the joys of
0: those who take refuge in him.
1: So are you guys eating Jesus?
0: We're... Devouring not Jesus. Well, it is like, so it's basically the goal is threefold for the feast. It's to feed the body, the mind and the soul. So body nutritious food, the kids have tried definitely. I feel like every week, almost they're trying something they have never eaten before. I made shepherd's pie once, and I promise you, these kids, when I put it on their plate, they were like, "This looks like garbage. Why are you feeding shepherd's us?" Shepherd's pie always looks bad. It does, and but then when they so ate it, they came back for seconds and thirds.
1: Oh, so, it's so good! That's a great idea. I'm putting that on my my menu is so for good. the future. So good shepherd's pie. So, so that's kind of the that's what it is.
0: Um, a very quick overview. Um, of what the feast looks like. So do you want to go into your project?
1: Sure. Okay. So as you were describing what you were doing, I was like, dude, yours is so complicated. Not, not in a, like, this is, it's just the very, very clear the difference between Amanda and I, because Amanda (laughs) is like super well thought out and like, she's got all the, it's like integrated across like multiple levels and all this
0: whatever
1: and then so all that I'm doing and this is like a massive undertaking for me is just trying to cook some food for people once a week okay Uh, but it's very similar in some respects and I think it has some hopefully like long-term similar goals but basically it's just maybe more of an adaptation of something that we were already doing um so on Wednesday nights is our character building night and um, character building. And then we have junior soldiers, corps cadets and Bible study, like our denominational Bible study. That's how I explain it to people. Because we have like, um, I think we're at five Bible studies a week right now in the croc. So this um, is the one that's taught by Salvation Army officer or soldier. Well, there's another one. So there's two. Anyways, whatever. Okay, so those are those are the things that already exist on Wednesdays. And then, so the project is called Family Dinner. And um, we had kind of been thinking this direction. We already would be serving a meal before the pandemic. Um, and then generally it was like the same food each time because it was really easy, quick, cheap. Um, you know, you can feed a lot of people with very little money in it. Um, but so we were doing that pandemic happened every all the in-person stuff stopped. So like now that we're back to being in person, um, I had kind of pitched this like last fall to start in January so we started this in January and we do a dinner that is like in a box so like a takeout box container okay so then people can take it to go um and they can pick it up from curbside if they would like and they sign up for it through our website or they can sign up at the front desk so it's just like open to any crack member um we and the goal is really similar to what amanda is saying but on a really small scale in a sense because so it's feeding the the mind well i think mostly it's like a a meal for your body and your soul is kind of like I think what I've said to myself at some point, but I have, so the, the recipe is included with the meal. So whatever meal I'm serving that night, um, I've got like a little card that has the recipe printed on it. It has like our branding has some contact information. And then I've included like a kind of a mini devotional. It's not even a devotional really so much as it's a one scripture verse a question for discussion or reflection in a sense depending on if you have someone to discuss with or not Mm -hmm. and then there's a prayer that goes with it and it so it's like really really simple and I've been I had decided to just pick verses of scripture from the gospel that had any reference to food or eating to be like the source like, for these questions. So it's kind of maybe similar to, like, when I was working on that examine project. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's just kind of, like, it, it's super fun for me to think about questions to ask about scripture for discussion because my questions are not, like, typical Sunday school kind of questions. It's a little oh. bit more... Like, trying to connect the theme of the scripture to, like, a real human being that lives today. Um, Despite being, like, super prepared, I don't have it in front of me. I think I have it on my computer, though. Because I wanted to give, like, an example of what kinds of questions I'm doing. Now I just have to find... The full i've been really working hard to organize all my folders on my desk <laughs> my computer so i do have all my devotionals somewhere that's the budget meal prep schedule so here's the thing for me the the really surprising thing where'd i put all the recipes or not recipes where'd i put all my devotions here we go I'm calling them devotions, but they're just, like, not not devotions. Okay, so, for example, the first day, the verse was Matthew 3, 4. Now, John had a camel hair garment with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. And the question for family discussion was, would you eat locusts and or wild honey? And then... Prayer, dear God, thank you for the way that you feed your people, even in strange ways. May we give you thanks today for this food and enjoy one another's company. Amen. So it's like really, really simple, not deep. Um, but just kind of, so my intention for this is to uh, access like a broader Croc member audience uh, because generally a lot of our quote unquote denominational programming is very in, insider type stuff like um there uh we focus a lot on like who is or is not attending Sunday morning which I know is like a big emphasis in our territory and probably other places um but like what Amanda and I are talking about is like Sunday mornings may not necessarily work for everybody and then and that doesn't mean that they're not a part of the church and that doesn't mean that they're not a part of the congregation um and in addition being like if we keep trying to just focus all of our energy on that we are gonna miss all the other people that are available to to, to do ministry to or with or i don't i'm probably not saying the right words there um so, like, for me, the other thing, and I was talking to my brother about this, too. Um, I forget how I put it, but, like, basically, so the the thing is, for us to reorient, and I think this happens, I'm trying to think of, like, how this would relate to, like, a corps officer, but basically, as, like, a croc officer, um, Sometimes the conversation is something like they're a croc member, but they're not a church member. They're not a croc church member. And we want everybody to be a croc church member or something like that. Like we're just focusing our ministry on the croc church members. And I have to like, I keep trying to repeat this in whatever opportunities I get, like whatever, whenever the conversation kind of goes this way to be like, actually, if they're a crack member, they're a member of our congregation. Like this works for crack because of how we're set up. And like, so I'm saying, how do we make sure that every crack member is receiving the message, you know, is getting that encouragement and that spiritual nourishment. And so I felt like doing something like family dinner where they're signing up, they're paying for a meal, like, and then they're getting on along with it, like a couple of extra, we're just like adding a piece that is um, like helping bring together the ministry. Like it's about more than just the food. And so I kind of want to do that across the center. And that's been one of our goals, like the ministry coordinator has been working really hard on that too. Like, so there are some other ways that we've been trying to do what's called mission integration. It's a bu- big buzzword, big buzzword at, at Crocs. Um, and I think just Salvation Army in general has that feeling, but like just remembering every single person that we touch is our congregation. Like it's not Salvation Army is not for person who's coming on sunday Mm -hmm. um it's for every everybody anybody okay so that's kind of what inspired
0: my program yes it is yeah you did go into that um i wanted to say that what you were describing as a Croc center um thing is not just for that's not that Goes into the core, too. So you know, I look at my congregation on a Sunday when we're doing church on the street, it, sometimes it's just been me and another person. so if you're if we're looking at Sunday attendance, it is not great. Mm-hmm. We look at at Tuesdays and I could have if all the kids came, I could have about forty kids um now the way and that's that really is the key i think because i look at my congregation it's a big, it's big picture so susie this is not her name but susie who came to me in um I believe it was may or june a homeless single mother with three young kids um completely just, oh um, and I, I was talking with a, a community partner yesterday who called to check up on me because she's amazing. Um, but she, oh, we were talking about how Susie came and just was completely exhausted. And you could tell in her face, she had no joy and no hope. And it was, it was it was very sad. Um, but that was Mayor June fast forward um with the Salvation Army and Continuum of Care of Northwest Indiana and St. Jude's House and you know these different community partners working together, she was able to move into her first house the day before Christmas. And I look at Susie and her kids like they're my congregation. Um, just because they don't show up on a Sunday does not mean that I'm not one pouring into their lives in a significant way um, that they're not part of the Salvation Army family. Um, So man, we really need to change the way that, that we're thinking, I think in a lot of ways. Um,
1: Yeah, like that, I think like being able to shift it because so um my one of my favorite books that I've read multiple times is called Ender's Game. Have I talked about this book before? I don't know. It's by it's a novel it's by Orson Scott Card and it's a it's a science fiction book about a little boy who becomes like a battle commander and defeats the aliens and then they But basically, there's a the the genius of this little boy is always like he's reframing what's happening and then he is able to help other people reframe. And basically, like, there's a part where they're doing a skirmish, like a practice battle with their classmates. And like, the they're outnumbered, they're out, um, like, yeah, I think it's primarily they were outnumbered, just like a hundred percent. Like there, it was like three three teams against one, and they didn't have um, anywhere to hide in the battle space, so they had to like try to figure out how to win this battle. And basically, um, the they he just was like, "What we're gonna do is we're gonna go through." the there's like a um a ritual that they go through when they win a battle and so like if whoever whichever team completes that ritual it signifies that they're the winner and so what they do is they get to the space where they need to be to complete the ritual and they do it so even though they actually lost on every measure like they all got shot like there were barely enough of them to complete left to complete the ritual. Like the, they won the game because they, they just like gamed it or whatever they gamed the game. Um, but I think, I think that's part of like for, for us or for some of us is like, if we just re if we just shift like, like just feel act like we already won, you know, whatever it is. And part of it is like, stop waiting for people to tell you that they're part of your congregation, or like, stop waiting for them to like demonstrate whatever that you think they need to do in order for you to give them the attention and care. Like, just do it. And then I, yeah, like, just accept that this person is in my congregation. So, what would I do for them, with them? Um, how would I think of them if they were already part of that congregation family and just start doing that stuff? Like, why are you waiting for them to be like, yes, I have received Jesus as my Lord and savior. And okay. Oh, now you get this, 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 like just do whatever you would do for somebody who was part of your church. Just start doing it. Like, why are you waiting for them to tell you that they're part of your church? Like, just They're part of your church. Now, what are you going to do? Just do that. And I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Uh,
0: Thinking about the feast and what inspired that. um, It was, you know, me trying to do Sunday mornings with anywhere from zero to six people Showing Mm up. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't even really about the number. It just was, you know, I would do what you would, what we know as a traditional church service. Mm -hmm. And it just did not, it did not make sense. It didn't, it did not make sense. And it was lacking just a lot of things and not, it wasn't lacking preparation. I prepared a great sermon. Um, even if only one person came, like it was not the quality of what I was doing. It just, in the traditional sense, it, it, it just was not working. So, um, I knew I needed to make a change. I knew that there were kids who loved to be at the Salvation Army and character building was not working. Um, But, well, and, um, I just knew I needed to make a change. So after a lot of prayer and a lot of fasting and a lot of asking other people to pray and join kind of like a prayer team to cover it, um, this is what I believe the Holy Spirit inspired, Mm -hmm. um. Now, the next portion of this is how is it going? Kind of a discussion on successes and failures and what changes we've made along the way. Um, when I first started the feast, we had the a r c men from Gary who were coming, which was a really beautiful thing and oh my goodness, i every week I just thought this is if this is not the kingdom of God. I don't know what is. Um, children and then men working through addiction. Like it sitting at the tables, eating dinner together and sharing experiences. I mean, oh my gosh. So beautiful. Um and then the ARC closed. And it completely, I I was thrown for a loop because I'm like, man this was beautiful. I did not want to let it go, you know, and we all had really just fallen in love with the men and, and their hearts and just their stories. And I, I still miss them. Um, and we still pray for them, but then that kind of left all kids. And I thought, you know, this goes against all that I have been taught. I can't have a congregation of only kids. This, no, like where are the older people? Where are the adults? Like this has to be multiple. This has to be multi-generational in order for this to be a congregation. This cannot, this is not normal. This is not, I have to go back to Sundays now and try to get more people. I just, all these things started going through my mind of all the things I've been taught and, comparing it to everything else I've seen. So in a lot of ways, I, I feel like my mind was in this battle against myself and against culture and tradition until I watched a episode of The Chosen, um, which is, I wasn't gonna watch it cause I'm like, I can't, I don't wanna watch any more cheesy Christian things. Um, and it's
1: really good.
0: It's amazing. It I, I so still haven't it.
1: watched any of it.
0: You should watch it. I highly recommend it, but there is, if nothing else, um those listening go on youtube and or Google and find the episode where it's kind of centered around kids. And that's what did it for me because this episode, um Jesus is camping somewhere. He set up camp, and he's gone for the day doing whatever, teaching, I don't know. And this little girl wanders over to his camp and sees, you know, the carpentry that he's been working on and and sees the camp. And is just very curious and excited to find, you know, this special thing. And she uh, plays around and leaves. And the next time that she comes, she brings a friend like you have to see this. This is so cool. Look what I found. And Jesus is there. And Jesus Interacts and engages with them, and they just love it so much that they go home and then they bring two more friends. And it's just like every time they're coming back, there's more kids. Jesus is literally teaching them his craft, like he's teaching them how to make things. And while he's doing that, he's asking them about their day. Like this little boy is like, you know, talking about this difficult interaction or argument or whatever he had with a kid, um, another kid. And Jesus is just listening and asking him about it and, and speaking to them almost in parables, but they, they understand. And um, it's just a, such a beautiful interaction where you can just tell that Jesus is, Oh, I'm getting emotional where Jesus is, Jesus is so excited to pour into these kids, you know, And I thought, this this is what I have. (laughs) I have this little army of children who are so excited to come every time. They're excited to see how the gospel, um, not only is this thing that you open up this really old book and read about, but it actually pertains to their life, even the hard moments, you know, And so I I watched that episode, I wept like a baby because I'm like, this is, this is it. Like, this is where the heart of Jesus is. Um, And I get to experience this. So I need to let go of whatever I've been holding on to and look at things in a different way. And even when, because it does happen, even when leadership or somebody else challenges that, That I need to go back to what I know that I know that I know. And it's that Jesus is present and that these kids are learning. And these are the moments that they will remember for the rest of their lives, that when they built a robot, they learned that there is a group of people in the body of Christ who can love and support them. And maybe that will bring them back to a church one day, if they've kind of um, gone a different way or whatever, but um, so I, I think that kind of answers that question for me. It's, it's morphing and it's evolving and it looks much different than what it originally was. Um, but that's okay. And that's good. And I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. And I've been off for six weeks and not with them, but have been very, they've been very much on my minds and I've been praying for them. But the beauty of that is that every week they have someone different coming in and teaching. And so the Salvation Army world has really gotten way bigger for them. And they've learned from people they never would have learned from if I hadn't been gone. Um, So I guess I say that to say that, you know, Tuesday nights are really a team effort. Um, Even though I'm by myself at a core Um, people have been invited in to pour into these kids and it's a really beautiful thing. So that's, that's how it's going. Uh, Kiri, do you want to talk a bit about how it's going for you?
1: Sure. Okay. So just as far as like family dinner goes, like, um, I, I think a lot about the finances of it every week, um, because for me, uh, like, so I know how much it cost to do what we were doing before the pandemic. Like I know a ballpark of that. So for now I've, I had, so at the beginning I was like, you know, we'll do this as like a fundraiser or something like that. Um, and like we... We kind of, like, some of the weeks we go, we are able to, like, have a small, a minimal profit, Mm -hmm. Um, and then other weeks have not, have, we've, like, been in the hole, um, sometimes kind of badly, Mm -hmm. and that has to do with, like, my learning curve um, about food and recipes and ingredients and, like, what do things actually cost when you purchase at a certain volume um because like I've tried to keep the goal is that it would be an affordable meal that it's a healthy meal and like it's it's a meal that's made from real ingredients kind of like what your your Mm -hmm. goal is for your food so that's what I'm trying to do and those ingredients are not cheap and it's not like you're going to get that. So anyways, trying to keep it affordable and trying to have it be healthy um, has been a little bit of a struggle. And that's primarily because I pick also very ambitious recipes, apparently, this mm-hmm. session. So then there's like the time expense of each week. And especially at the beginning. So at the beginning, the first couple of weeks, I had someone who would help me with purchasing ingredients and did a lot of like legwork for that. Um But after that, I've kind of been on my own with it. So it's been a matter of like sourcing stuff like here at the stores around me. And because I'm not buying, I'm not buying like huge volumes, but I'm buying more than like I would buy for whatever. So it's like this kind of weird middle space where it's not really worth like ordering. From whatever one of these like discount restaurant places. Cause even like, like I said earlier, I got a Costco card. So I went to Costco to like get some ingredients and it was like too much. Like the sizes were too big for what, like it was too much of what I needed. And like, so then I'm like, okay, so then I have to make two stops. And like, so each week I'm figuring out like which grocery store has everything on my list. That I need so that I don't have to make more than one stop. But like one week, I think I went to four places over the course of two days. And like, it was crazy. That was crazy, crazy. Um <laughs> And like, so I, my goal is to limit my time down. Mm-hmm. And then I, my other thing that I've noticed is, so I made it a volunteer opportunity. We have a really, we have a volunteer coordinator for the greater green bay area so she's been super 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 helpful and just like very supportive and this area this community has an amazing volunteer culture like people volunteer for things here that's awesome this is insane to me like people just show they're like they don't even know you and they volunteer and they show up and then they sign up for more shifts But, um, so it's been really cool to see, like, to meet new people. So basically, there's, like, two ways I'm meeting new people. One, people I've never met before who are connected with crack are signing up for the meals. Two, people I've never met before are signing up to volunteer. And, like, then... Um, it's like a several hours together in the kitchen working and kind of getting to know each other just a little bit that way. So, like, there's a – there, it's definitely building community um, and my sense of community. And, like, the other really fun thing has been um, the core cadets have been – I'm going to – I'll just summarize it that way is, like, the core cadets have been helping. They've been volunteering in the kitchen, too. That's um, And, like, I – Really enjoyed that because um, one of them told me that it's their favorite thing that happens every week. Like it's the highlight of their week is helping in the kitchen, which is amazing because like we're in the middle of a pandemic. People like these kids have not been to school since like a year. They like this is like their social outlet right now. Now that's changing Monday. Everybody's going back to school in the area, in some some form. Um, So volunteers are like popping up out of nowhere. That's really cool. And then, but for me, I'm concerned. My big concerns are like financially, is it really worth it to keep doing it? Now, I so I had to readjust my thoughts. So at the beginning, I was like, well, it'll be a fundraiser. But now I'm at the point, well, as long as we're not losing more than we would have lost, when we were just pay, when we were just buying the food and giving it to people and not having them pay anything. And even that is a little, like, I feel kind of like being in the Salvation Army, we generally don't charge people for food. We usually give it away for free. Um, I kind I comfort myself with the thought that like at the beginning, that was not the practice, like William Booth wasn't giving people food for free. Like he would charge them something or whatever, according to my sources. Um, like five cents or something. I don't remember. Um, because, because it was about like, uh, dignity, like, I don't know, there is a difference between being given food for free and paying for something, even if it's like an affordable cost. I also like the idea of, cause there's a member price and there's a public price. I like the idea of like adding value to our membership and like encouraging people to be a member. So there's a little bit of like the, the salesmanship for that because I do want people to be connected to the crack. And the nice thing about membership is like we have scholarships up to 75% of the of the cost. So like we already at the beginning, like to, from the beginning, we have an affordable membership price. And then if you get a 75% scholarship and some people also can get 100% if they're in certain um, programs of the Salvation Army. So it's like someone could be getting... A free, a free membership, and a discounted meal, and then they're and they're in the same room with someone who's paying full price for a membership and and buying a discounted meal, or someone who doesn't have a membership but wants the meal. So like, and and when I say in the same room, because we so we have it in to go containers, but the other thing that has started happening is that people hang around and eat because we have Bible study in the room next to the kitchen, um, like right after this is done. And so some people will like order the meal and then they'll hang around and eat. And like, you know, everyone's social distance like by family group. Um, And so my plan, my hope is to get a volunteer who will take over like the, um, the primary legwork that goes into this so like I'm kind of working on some recruiting for that with with my awesome volunteer coordinator and then my other goal is that as the pandemic situation changes and people are like we're not trying to keep people from coming in I I would still plan to offer it like pick up to go curbside but I'd also maybe open up a bigger space for people who like, if you come and get your meal and then you just hang around and hang out and like can meet new people and make, so that's kind of like my hopes for it. I often just am living in the future basically, but I do, Mm -hmm. I love the feeling of being in the kitchen and like kind of coordinating all the people in there. Like that's like, I, I think I was born to be like a battle commander basically. Like like, hey, you, like, this needs to be done, this, like, these are the things that need to be done, you do this, you do, like, assign, like, figuring out people's gifts, or, or just skills, um, and also, like, helping, like, encouraging these corkodots, and, like, equipping them with more skills, like, they're, they're already better prepared for the future, like, just, like, cooking, or whatever, like, they've, learned skills just in the past seven weeks um so like i don't know i like i'm still not sure it's going to continue because my energy i don't have i feel like i don't have enough energy and that's like my enneagram five self-talking but i also know like because there are there are weeks where i'm like like thursday i'm out i like you know i'm tired i'm exhausted but i've also um Side note about exhaustion. I've been working on. I think I talked about this last time we recorded the episode. Like I've been working on my like how do I eat, like my cycles and everything like that. And um, I gotta say that I'm really noticing improvement in my um, physical like sense of well being. Um, and like i one of the key components was like reducing my amount of coffee um so like a couple weeks out like so kind of flip-flopping between coffee and green tea so like right now I'm on the green tea portion of my cycle I'll switch back to coffee probably in a couple days but like that I'm gonna attribute it to that has like worked wonders for my body to not be in total chaos good anyways okay cool so we talked about how, is it, how it go? Oh, okay. I, oh okay. and I talked about my goals. Yeah, great. So what um, are your
0: goals? I think uh, one of my goals is to start teaching the kids about tithing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I almost hesitate to use that word. Really, the point would be to teach them about giving. What? They have. Um, so maybe even starting it off as not a, a huge focus on monetary, but what, you know, what do you have to, to offer Jesus this week? Um, because
1: mm-hmm.
0: that is one element that word is not, uh, present. So oh, yeah, like there's no like offering time or whatever. Yeah, there is no offering time on a Tuesday evening. So I do want to start. uh, I do want to start that. Um, Eventually, a goal is going to be I I would like to expand as far as people. I think that more kids, if they knew, like if more families knew that this was available, that they would participate. But I haven't done anything really because of COVID. And it's been really nice to have a smaller group Um, We could completely social distance. It's completely safe. Mm -hmm. So eventually that will be a goal. And then to continue to find grants and other ways to feed into it financially, um, I got a $1,000 grant that was able to buy some robots and other STEAM kits, which is really fun. Um, They don't even know that that's coming. They're going to be so excited. I'm excited. Yes. So... I think those are, I mean, those are some simple goals. Um, And then really to if my Sabbath time taught me anything, it's that I need to continue a team ministry and include other people, even though I'm the only officer in Gary, other people have to be part of my team. So to continue to invite others to join us um, in leading, the, the feast. I think that's important. And then eventually I would like the students to start leading some of the elements of the feast. So, um, you know, a couple coming early and helping me make the meal, um, or a couple leading, you know, finding a poem that's meaningful or something that's meaningful to include it to the service um for them to take a little more ownership and just learn start learning how to lead. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's that's really it for me. Um I think that kind of draws us to a close. Thank you all for listening to our projects and really, you know, the episode was about sharing those and sharing what we're passionate about and working on um And I hope that, you know, you were either inspired by something that you heard or you were encouraged in, you know, maybe you've been thinking in a different way or what you've been doing seems a bit out of the box or countercultural and you're like, oh, I just don't know. I don't know. I just hope that God used this in a way where you're walking away with a greater sense of purpose and mission and just being encouraged. Um, it is a joy to be part of the Salvation Army. Um, I could say that and actually believe, like I actually believe that. <laughs> um, now that I would say something and it be a lie, but, um, and I'll, I'll talk a bit more about my Sabbath. Maybe it's the next episode. I can't remember right now, but it is a joy to be part of of this church. And I celebrate creativity and innovation. And I think Kiri does too. Um, and so we, we celebrate you in the ways that you're doing that and living that out in, in your work, in your core, um, in your community. So yeah. Anything to
1: say to close Kiri? Um, yeah, just, Just to say, like, if you are thinking about some trying something new and you just want to, like, talk to somebody about it, Mm -hmm. you know, you can talk to Amanda. (laughs) I'm just kidding. So send her a DM. You can. You can do that. Yeah. (laughs) Also, you can talk to me. Um, Yes. Yeah, you can just reach out and, like, tell us what you're thinking about. And we would love to just... Be like your cheerleader, because mm-hmm. I'll probably just be like, "Yeah, do it. Okay, yeah, go for it. Yeah, <laughs> jump off the roof." Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't. You can fly. Okay, so maybe
0: just and DM you can me. Fly. Who said that? What was? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely contact us. We would love to. Yeah,
1: we we just want to hear. Things with you, and like, sure. especially because if, because some, I think sometimes like we feel we like second guess ourselves and stuff like that. We're like, oh, you know, I would, I would love to, blah, blah, blah. And then we're just like, but blah, blah. blah. And we talk ourselves out of even trying something. So mm-hmm. just try it. And if it doesn't go good, you know, that's okay. That's just how it is. But like at least like just try it. Yeah. And you probably, probably everybody is just trying things right now. I mean, like we've all just been like failing or maybe, I don't know. We've all been like struggling through adapting to new realities this year in like pretty major ways. And I hope that we've all taken advantage of that freedom of like, yeah, uh, things are not going according to plan. And that's good. It's bad. And like there's a lot we can mm-hmm. we can take home home with us or take take into our our practices of like, hey. You know, it's not the worst thing to mm-hmm. try things and adapt. But anyways, I don't know. I'm just rambling. Yeah, on. if you hey.
0: listen to I highly suggest listening to Dare to Lead by Brené Brown, it's a podcast. The first episode specifically is very, very good and speaks to this. Um, a A healthy environment, organization, company is going to celebrate trying new things and failing. It's part of the innovation process. It's okay that that happens. That is not, our culture does not say it's okay, honestly. I remember thinking over and over again, well, I've just got to come up with something. And as long as it succeeds, it'll be okay. You know, no, like try something. If it fails, that's okay. It's okay. You learn and you pick up the pieces and you throw the stuff out that doesn't for real doesn't work. You take the stuff that actually might've worked and you continue to create and innovate and and do something new that is to be celebrated. And that is an exciting thing. Um, so, yeah, we encourage you in that. Uh, the, the last thing that I have to say is the nomination uh, document is live. So mm-hmm. remember that and make sure to fill out those nomination forms. If you're looking for the link, you can find it on our social media um, pages, on Instagram, on I've been posting about it a bunch, so you'll be able to see that. Um, But that's for the lanterns, which uh, the award ceremony will be in May. So be sure to be thinking about people who um, inspire you, people that fit the categories that um, we're presenting awards for. We want to have a really good time celebrating each other. in the midst of a, a hard year and some months, um, we need something to be excited about and to celebrate and what better way than to cheer people on in our in our territory, in our more global um, Salvation Army. So we love you. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next month. Bye. I know these years Bye. have weighed me down. Have put a strain on us. And I've learned through these storms that pass me by. Strength comes in the night, your strength comes in the night.